The What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O and host of the What to Know podcast. I am doing a fun interview with two fascinating gentlemen today. We have a, a really cool topic to talk about. First, it's uh, Mark Reisenauer. Mark is the Senior Vice President of Oncology at Estellas. And then we have Bill Rancic, who is an entrepreneur, speaker, and a best-selling author. Also, uh, dad and husband. I love that in his uh, Twitter bio. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure. Uh, so, as I just mentioned, we're here to talk about something called the C3 Prize. And uh, we're excited because the, the prize is literally uh, being launched as we, um, as we talk, right? It's going live today for the submission process. Probably a lot of people haven't heard about the C3 Prize yet, and we're here to help change that. So, Mark, if you wouldn't mind, let's talk a little bit about what the C3 Prize is. The C3 Prize, and we're actually in our fourth year now, is a uh, challenge where we're looking for new ideas to help improve or change cancer care, and that's where the C3 comes from. This year, in particular, we have three areas of focus. Uh, we're looking for ideas that relate to the cancer journey itself, the day-to-day problems that patients and caregivers face. The second category is cancer disparities and looking at unequal uh, access to good cancer care. And the third category is survivorship. So as patients are living longer, they're unfortunately coming uh, into new challenges and obstacles in their day-to-day living, such as emotional issues. So the C3 Prize is really um, a challenge to surface and um, solicit new ideas that can help address these three areas, which we know um, are very significant for patients and their caregivers. And really the genesis of the C3 Prize came from uh, my experience as a caregiver for my father who had head and neck cancer. And as I was going through that process with him, every day we had a new challenge, we had a new obstacle. And what struck me is these problems weren't that difficult. There should have been resources. There should have been solutions, information that could have helped us along the way, uh, but it didn't exist. And so we thought the best way to try to solve for all of those challenges is crowdsource them and do it through submissions from people from all sorts of perspectives. Well, that's helpful. And I I did uh, not mean to to sound like this was the first day that we were um, getting introduced to the C3 Prize. Today was the opening submission process. So thank you for clarifying. And actually, you touched on something really interesting, Mark. Um, And Bill, I actually want to get your perspective on this because I think you're not just uh, a one-time caregiver, but a two-time caregiver. Talk a little bit about that process. And actually, why don't we even start with your role in this, right? We, uh, you're one of the judges, and that's a really important uh, piece of the puzzle this year. So let's talk about your role as judge, and then let's talk about your role as caregiver. Yeah, you know, this is my second year working on the C3 Prize with Estella's Oncology. And uh, when the opportunity came, I, I knew immediately I wanted to be a part of it because uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, and, and I really feel, you know, helping the small business owner or uh, the innovator with an idea is really the the birthplace of innovation. And if you look at a lot of the big companies today, they started out in a studio apartment or in a garage. And, you know, we're going to be giving away up to $200,000 in grant money. And and I know how far that can go. You know, I started out with no money, you know, right out of college. And boy, if I could have gotten 50 or $100,000, that would have been life-changing. 
for the evolution of my business. So this is something that is near and dear to my heart because, as you mentioned, uh, I am a two-time caregiver. My father had uh, renal cell carcinoma in, in uh, 1998-99, and then my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, you know, my mom was the primary caregiver with my father, and, and I got to, you know, really learn from her the importance of that role. And um, I went through the struggles with them, and then I went through the same challenges with my wife. And as Mark said, a, a lot of the struggles that people face – they're not that complicated. And, and, you know, Mark being the innovator of this C3 prize, you know, I certainly applaud him. And, and I think if you look at some of the past winners who've been part of this, uh, this grant money has really had a tremendous impact on their businesses and the communities in which they live. For example, last year's winner, she's from uh, Africa and she was not a doctor. She was not a PhD. She wasn't even an entrepreneur. She came up with an idea to create educational videos using local celebrities from the different communities uh, in, in her town and help educate women about breast cancer because where she's from, uh, there's a tremendous stigma attached to breast cancer where if you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're, you're essentially, you know, there's no hope. And these videos are going to help people go in and, and detect it earlier so their survival rate will be higher. And the money that uh, Estella's granted her last year is going to fund her business for up to two years. I mean, think about that. Two years of funding her business and, and the hundreds of thousands of people potentially who could see those videos and, and learn about breast cancer and early detection and the treatment options that are available is really impactful. Well, that's great. And it, I love the approach that C3 is taking because, you know, I think the, to differentiate a lot of times companies like Estellas and others are going after the clinical solutions, which are equally, if not more important. But a lot of people do forget about those wraparound pieces. And I think, Mark, I remember you talking during South by Southwest, that uh, panel you did. And one of the biggest issues is transportation. And maybe you could go into that a little bit of, you know, how people forget about some of what seemingly are silly, but actually are quite important to the, the care around these things. And even some of the detail that goes into it, like it's not just putting them in an Uber or Lyft, but also, you know, making sure that they're comfortable, et cetera. So you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, transportation ends up being one of the biggest barriers to cancer care. And if this is borne out in research that's done with cancer centers, when you survey patients and ask them what are their top issues, transportation always rises to the very top. And interestingly enough, I had a conversation with a oncologist about a month ago, and I was talking to him about um, transportation issues in his cancer center. And he was in a city. He was in Nashville. And he said, you know, transportation isn't just a matter of a great distance. He said, I have patients that are less than a mile away that can't get here because there's not a bus line, there's not a train line. Um, and so it's, it's a ubiquitous issue um, for cancer care. And uh, it's actually something I experienced as a caregiver for my father. So he had to go to daily uh, radiation treatments for six weeks straight. And again, he didn't even have to travel a big distance, but he had to have somebody take him there and bring him back because of the treatment. And lining up people who could do that was very difficult. And one of the things that we saw, and this was year one, um, a gentleman named Kevin Lin from Vancouver, he submitted an idea and he ended up being one of our finalists. He saw that this was an obstacle. He literally, his job was a dispatcher at a cancer center trying to arrange transportation for all their patients and they never 
could meet all of the demand that that cancer center had. His idea was actually very simple and straightforward. It was brilliant. His idea was, what if you could connect or create an app that would connect to patients' social networks that would then allow their friends and family to sign up for transporting that patient to their care, much like you see a lot of people do now with meals. So when somebody has cancer, you have different uh, websites and services that can help people sign up for meals. The idea was to do this for transportation. This is probably one of the bigger needs that, that patients have. And what was really interesting is that when he was at the pitch session and he presented his idea, one of the judges um, made the comment that while it was an interesting idea, that already exists in some form because you had Uber and Lyft that were such simple ideas. Uh, and Uber and Lyft are, are very much involved in, in this area of trying to provide some pro bono services here. His response, I thought, was spot on. And he said, while you could arrange other transportation, it was not a family member or a friend. And so the last thing a patient wants to do is spend time in a car with a stranger on their way to treatment where they have a lot of anxiety or coming back from treatment where they're probably very sick. And so it was really a two for one. Not only were you getting the transportation, but you were getting the emotional support also. So I think great example of the types of simple ideas that can have a significant impact. Well, that's great. And I, I actually want to um, drill down with Bill on the judging process. Now, you're giving away $200,000 this year. It's a grand prize of 100000 two innovation prizes for 45000 each, and then an emerging ideas prize for 10000 This is on the t3prize.com website. I encourage everyone listening to check it out. We'll also link to it. But one of the things that I love that you say in here is some of the previous winners almost didn't apply because they assumed they didn't stand a chance. And you said, if you have an idea, we want to hear about it. Bill, talk a little bit about, you know, what you're looking for as a judge and maybe giving people some hints as someone that's gone through the two-time caregiver with both your father and your wife. You know, what does that look like and what should people be thinking about? And, you know, what are you looking for as you go through the judging process? Well, I think me personally as a judge and as an entrepreneur, uh, there are a couple questions that I would ask, and, and one is how, how viable is this idea? Um, is it something that is something we can get off the ground? Is it something where this money would have an impact? Um, secondly, you know, how will it help people? How many people will be affected by this? You know, and last year was a great example. The fact that fifty thousand dollars could fund her uh, operation for over two years was remarkable to me, and I thought, wow, this is going to change lives. And that's the third component. You know. Is it going to have life-changing effects on people? Will it help them get treatment? Will it help them, you know, detect the cancer earlier? Will it help them ease the burden uh, aftercare? I mean, as Mark mentioned, there are so many challenges that um, many people don't even realize cancer patients and their caregivers face. So I think there are a lot of components that, that go into the judging process, but those are three of the main ones uh, that would really stand out in my mind. Um, and, and I think, you know, now that we're giving away up to $200,000, it's pretty exciting. And, and the new category, the emerging idea category, is something that's really uh, exciting to me because, you know, you may just have an idea germinating in your mind. And you say, hey, you know, what if I did this? Well, you have a chance to get $10,000 to kind of flush that idea out and see if it is viable. And maybe, maybe you come back next year. Um, and, and, you know, you, you qualify for even more of the grant money that we're going to be giving away. So um, the fact that this is open to anybody and everybody, uh, you know, geography is not an issue. 
size, uh, scope's not an issue. Anything that is a non-treatment option uh, can be part of this process. So we encourage everybody to submit their idea. Um, you know, I hope Mark and I have uh, have a, a big stack. Um, we want to have you know weeks and weeks of work to do because we want as many people uh, to submit uh, as humanly possible because this is you know going to be something that's going to make a difference in people's lives and you never know how good your idea is until you give it a try. Well, and that makes a lot of sense. And I'm just looking at the form. Um, and the nice thing is, is I think you've made it pretty simple. It's a lot of like 500 a word less answers of what you're trying to solve for. And I think there are three of them, you know, what the category is and some information about yourself. If you want to do a two minute video, which we all know that video or audio always helps. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the uh, process is open now and this will run up through July 17th. Is that correct, Mark? Uh, uh, July 15th, actually. So, yes, we just 15, uh, opened up to submissions, and July 15th is the deadline. Excellent. So, I guess um, one of the things I'd love to talk about is, you know, you, you mentioned one of the submissions before around transportation. Uh, Bill, you talked about the woman that won last year, you know, sort of destigmatizing it. Maybe talk about one or two other really innovative ideas, maybe that didn't win, because I think, you know, I'm sure people that go in are going to take a look at some of the winners, but things that maybe struck you as particularly interesting. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, one of the, um, this was an idea from two years ago. It didn't end up being a finalist, but I thought the idea was, was a great one. And that is um, radiation treatment um, is, when patients are going through this, it's always usually scheduled as daily therapy for a number of weeks, four to six weeks straight. But inevitably, um, when you schedule this, if you're a radiation center and you're scheduling this, there are always events that happen in the course of a day, emergency situations where they have to move appointments around and they need to get somebody in who urgently needs the radiation. And then what ends up happening is all the other appointments for the rest of the day are affected significantly. And creates a tremendous burden for patients in terms of having to wait longer and longer for the radiation therapy. Somebody had the idea, and again, very simple and straightforward, of using artificial intelligence and machine learning to essentially manage the um, calendaring of these appointments. And so when there is something that comes in that disrupts the day, it will reschedule everybody automatically and it will simultaneously reach out to all the patients and their caregivers to let them know the new time of their appointment. So this is very much like the airline example of when your flight is delayed and you get that notification. The same thought was, why shouldn't you be able to do that for something as simple as these appointments for radiation therapy? So very simple idea, but, but yet very impactful. Well, I love that. I, yeah, go ahead, Bill, please. You know, one of the big challenges, I think, for Julianne and I when she was going through breast cancer, uh, and I talk about this a lot, was waiting for test results. You know, sometimes you wait five, six, eight days for test results, and the stress and the anxiety uh, that came in the waiting game was really tremendous. You know, you'd just be looking at your phone, wondering if you missed the call or checking your email. And one of the finalists last year, he was a, a fellow who came up with an idea to get you biopsy results essentially immediately using ultraviolet rays and your iPhone. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, had this been around when Julianne and I were going through her breast cancer, it would have relieved a lot of stress and anxiety along the process. So he was one of the finalists last year, and I thought it was a brilliant idea um, that, you know, would have made a difference in our lives for sure. 
Well, those are great. And um, I guess one of the things that I also wanted to ask about is I think that there are probably a lot of people and organizations that maybe don't have the time or don't want to necessarily take the time to submit, but they would like to help this because this really is, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to help with the podcast and I really want to get it out there in as many ways as I can, because I've been touched like all of us with, you know, people in my life that have both died as well as are, are going through some of the suffering. You know, what can other companies or stakeholders do, you know, to help move the awareness of the C3 prize along and, and maybe even serve as mentors? I don't know if that's a possibility or not. Well, I think the most important thing right now is just to, you know, let everyone leverage their social media, you know, let people get to that website, c3prize.com. It's the letter C, the number three, and prize.com. Tell your neighbors, tell your family members, tell your friends. Everybody's been touched by cancer in some way, shape, or form. So um, get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, and let people know that, you know, no idea is too small or too big. We want to hear from you. Um, and we've got up to $200,000 in grant money. As I mentioned before, no strings attached. You're not giving up any ownership. You're not giving up any equity in this. This is strictly to help you get your idea off the ground and help make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. What I would add uh, is that I think what is a universal response that we all have when we're touched by cancer is we want to do something to help. I, that's just basic human nature. And I would argue that this is a great way to try to help in terms of spreading the word because we're looking to solve a lot of the challenges that we know are um, the biggest obstacles to decent cancer care. So if you want to give back, this is a great way to give back in terms of spreading the word about the C3 prize and how easy it is to submit your ideas. And let me ask you one more question, which I didn't prepare you for, and you can punt on it if you want to, but it seems to me, like you mentioned, um, there have been some ideas that have been innovative that haven't made it you know, to the cut. I guess it's sort of twofold. One is, can people resubmit those maybe with a little bit of a tweak if they've submitted in the past and maybe they weren't quite far enough along? And then the second is that there are probably a lot of great ideas that come out of this that aren't winners. Is there anything you do with those or maybe plan to do with those ideas in the future? Yeah, so if you've submitted before and you've had some updates to your idea or it's further developed, absolutely, we'd love to see that revised idea because Thinking back over the years and ideas that we've seen, there were a lot of good ideas that some of them were a little underdeveloped. Uh, and we knew that if they had a little more time, a little more effort, that could be a great idea. And by the way, that's actually why we created a new category this year, which was the Emerging Ideas category, where we're looking for just that, ideas that aren't fully formed. It's an idea. It needs a lot of work, but we want to help get that idea off the ground and hopefully get it to patients and caregivers. So um, that would be uh, the advice there. In terms of what we do with the non-winners, uh, what we have done is we circulate that to a small group internally uh, to other stakeholders at Acellus to see if they have any interest in following up with these people if that idea um, is something that they think uh, would be worthwhile supporting kind of at a different level. So it's not that the ideas go away, but we we do circulate within the company, and sometimes there are other groups within the company that may want to reach out and see if they can help in some way. So um, I want to ask one more question about C3, and then we can move on to uh, <laughs> a, fun, a fun question for me and one that you guys were dreading a little bit up front. But I guess any final thoughts, like as you're, we, we've talked a lot about what goes into it and what's winning and, and you know, any uh, final recommendations to folks that are submitting that, you know, can help them, um, 
get their prize into one of those three winning categories? Yeah, I'll start off. I think the the recommendation I would have is first of all, you gotta you gotta play to win, and so you need to submit your ideas. We've had previous winners who weren't even going to submit their ideas. They were they were um, coerced and persuaded by coworkers to submit their ideas. And they ended up winning. So you know, please submit your ideas. The other recommendation I certainly would have is that um, as you submit and create and provide information. Uh, a short video, which isn't required but is optional, that always helps to give more um, light to the idea that you have. Great. Well, the question I always like to ask, and this is, it's obviously frivolous, and particularly when you're talking about things like um, cancer and, and giving better care, it, it feels like it, it pales. But I always like to have people know a little bit more about the human side. You were both kind enough to share about your uh, caregiver experience, but I ask all my guests, you know, this proverbial question of you're stranded on a deserted island, you know, maybe the two of you are at least there together so you can hang out and, uh, you know, have some fun together. But if you could pick one album, any album, which album would it be and why? And Bill, why don't we start with you? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I think for me, um, it would be the first concert I ever went to. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, my A uh, couple of my neighbors, they were uh, two years older than me, and they took me to a U2 concert. So the first album I ever really got into was the uh, Joshua Tree album by U2. It came out uh, March 9th, 1987, uh, about two months before I got my driver's license. So I had the cassette once I turned 16, and I, I was in my car with a license driving around, cranking U2, Rattle and Hum, and you know, it was just a real fond memory for me, and, and it's, I think it's one of their best albums that they've ever done. So I'm a big fan of U2, and, and I think that would probably be the album I would bring. Exceptional choice. Mark? So uh, I had to think about that quite a bit, and I think probably similar to Bill, mine relates to my formative years when I was in uh, college. It was a band that I enjoyed, but it just, I, I guess my memories of it is that this was always playing at parties I was at, so it's just a, a feel-good sort of thing for me. So it was police synchronicity. Excellent choice as well. Yeah, Another if one. you both uh, do get stuck together, then you know you both like each other's choices. But I appreciate you playing along with that. And like I said, I know it's the one where you talk about all this heady stuff, and these are the ones that uh, always trip people up. Um, anyway, it's been a pleasure speaking with you both. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2 and host of the What to Know podcast show. I've had the pleasure of spending the last uh, 25 minutes with Mark Reisenauer, who's the uh, Senior Vice President of Oncology at Estellas. Bill Rancic, who's entrepreneur, speaker, best-selling author. Um, both are judges and responsible for helping to move this amazing C3 initiative forward. Uh, Mark mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. C3prize.com. That's the letter C, the number three, P-R-I-Z-E.com. Uh, highly recommend you share it, check it out, submit, etc. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash what to know.